Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. So there was a situation in this father's home that was extremely tormenting. And he cried out before the Lord. This was not the first time that he had cried. But now he's in the presence of the Lord. See this now. He's in the presence of the Lord. And he cries out to him, Master, help me. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. And today we're going to really continue in the flow of this, and I pray that you can go with me today. All right, so we just read Mark uh, 9, chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. And uh, we're going to hop over with me to the book of Luke to the book of Luke and uh, also Luke chapter 9 Luke 9 and this is actually the same account Luke 9 and we're going to see a little bit more uh, information uh, than Mark brought out every gospel has a bit more and as as we read all of it all the accounts of it we get a, a fuller picture And uh, today, or rather, should we say a more complete picture, today we'll be speaking from the subject of man up. Man up. Man, it's time to get up. Man up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And uh, we thank God for all our fathers today. And last week we looked at some, uh, this account from the perspective of the disciples. And we're going to go back because there's so much more. Uh, Today we're going to look at this from the perspective of the of the uh, of the father here of the child's father coincidence today is father's day no i believe it's what the lord had intended for us today amen Amen. he is so good he makes me look so good i'm telling you all right so we look at luke 9 verse 37 and it says and it came to pass on uh that on the next day so now we know that the lord the Lord Jesus and Peter, James, and John were at, at the Mount, what we call Mount of Transfiguration, for at least a day, right? And they were coming back now, and they left the other nine disciples in the valley. And so they were coming back. Verse, uh, let's go on, starting in verse 37. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only son. Now, we're going to start there today. There is so much in that. Notice that now we see another picture developing. There's a man who has a son, and we know through Scripture that especially in the book of Mark, that his son has had this condition since he was a small child. So he has dealt with this condition for a while. His son is possessed by a demon. Terrible, right? His son is possessed and has been possessed for quite a while. This possession, as this enemy comes and he goes... The Bible says that in the book of Matthew, the father says there that my son is lunatic. That means he, he changes uh, with the different 
uh, stages of the moon or this condition. It comes and it goes. Some medical doctors today would say this condition was uh, a form of epilepsy. Uh, we may say in today's time that it may be a form of being bipolar. You don't know how this person is going to act. They're this way one minute and they're that way the next minute. They can't tell you why they act this way. They were fine when they came in the house. They were laughing. But then something happened and they began to get angry. Well, this comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And we know also through the gospel of Matthew and Mark, that this spirit, when it came upon the child, often put the child in danger, right? It would throw him in the fire or it would throw him in the water to drown him. So this father was tormented by the spirit that was in his home. I want you to see this. This father was tormented by this evil spirit that was coming or that could come in and out his home at will. I want you to see this. Now, here again, I don't want us just to compartmentalize this text and say, well, the disciples couldn't cast out a demon, but, but Jesus came back and cast it out and everybody went home happy because there's more to it than what we see here. Remember, the word of God is like an onion. You pull back several layers and every layer you pull back, it'll make you cry. Are you with me? It affects you deeply on the inside of your heart as the Lord pulls back the different layers. Amen? So, if you would allow the Spirit of God today, let him pull back another layer, especially to you, to you fathers. Let him pull back another layer and show you uh, some wonderful things that I pray is going to make you cry. Praise the Lord. So, we see here a father that is frustrated. Now, look at what the father says here in verse number 18. A man of the company cried out. Now, look, he is crying out. He's not whispering. He's just not talking in normal tones. He is crying out. And this man has cried out for his son, for his family for years. This condition has been in his home. And one thing that a father will do, a godly father, is that he will cry out for his family. There is unrest at home. There is unrest in the children. And he cries out before the Lord. Notice that this father did not accept this as being normal. If he accepted it as being normal, he would not have come and sought Jesus. He would not have sought the disciples, all nine of the other disciples. He did not accept it as being normal, but he had been fighting for quite some time. He was a father in the trenches praying for his son. Now understand something. When a condition affects your child, it affects the whole house. Are you with me? When it is in your child, when there is something bothering your child, when there is something tormenting, and make no mistake about it, this was tormenting to the child. If it's tormenting to the child, it's tormenting to the parents, it's tormenting to the grandparents, it's tormenting to everybody around them that cares about the child. Are you with me? 
so there was a situation in this father's home that was extremely tormenting and he cried out before the Lord this was not the first time that he had cried but now he's in the presence of the Lord see this now he's in the presence of the Lord and he cries out to him master help me and I'm not sure how many of you have ever felt like you've been drowning in problems before, drowning in frustrations, drowning in situations. You've seen something happening, especially as fathers. You see something happening in your household and it's on you and you've cried out about it and you've had some success at it. Now we're going to see this father has had some success at this, but it's not been lasting success. He's been able to knock it off, but it always comes right back. And so now he's crying out to the Lord for a complete deliverance to deliver me, to take this thing from me, to take it from my family, to take it from my home. It's been here. It has a key to my house. And listen, you never want the devil, you never want any demon to have a key to your house. I hope you're hearing what's being said. Because if that's so, then he can come in and go out and mess up your stuff anytime he wants to. So what this man, what this father was actually asking the Lord, Lord, I want to get this uh, demon out. I want to get this problem removed. I want to get this torment out. I want to revoke its license, revoke its privilege from coming back here again. We want to shut the doors or lock him out that he cannot come back in. And how many of you know that once this, that spirit leaves, you'll have peace in the home? But it is up to the father, hear me, the head of the household. Because I know that there are a lot of uh, families uh, right now that don't have a godly father, uh, that don't have a godly father uh, in practice or, um, or in that role or station as he's supposed to be. So hear me, because there are a lot of ladies that will have to play the role of mother and father they'll have to uh, operate under that dual anointing but when there is a godly father there that can operate under the anointing of a father there are supernatural things that will happen as you stand as guard and as guide, as you stand as watchman on the wall, as you stand with sword drawn. I'm telling you, I stand with sword drawn at my home. Praise the Lord. I stand with sword drawn. You knock on my door in the middle of the night and you're going to hear my sword drawn in, in the middle of the night. Are you with me? Let me give you one, one occasion. Now, let me just give you, I'm not building myself up at all, but just telling you some things that happened in my life. Are you with me? One particular time, uh, we were, my family and I were sitting, uh, sitting around our family table. I think we were uh, either having dinner or we could have been playing some type of game. I don't remember what particular thing we were doing, but this was this year, just a few months ago. And as we were sitting at the table, I instantly felt, hmm, something's wrong. I felt something. Something had come across the lines uh, of my barrier, the force field. I'm a sci-fi man, if you can go with me. Something had touched my force field, and it made me uneasy. And I said to my family, said to my family, something is wrong. I sensed it. Something is wrong. So we prayed for a moment, and I said, okay. It's all right, but something is wrong. Something, I told them, something is about to happen. And sure enough, a few moments later, we had a knock on the door. Now, this was late in the evening. 
and knock on the door and someone came to the door that didn't have the best intentions. Well, the lamb didn't rise up. The lion rose up. Can I help you? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? No, you will not threaten my family in any way, shape, or fashion. You may see me smile today, but you never want to see my teeth. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? No, no, no. I am guard over this. I am guard over my wife. I'm guard over my daughter, my son. And if anything threatens them, oh, you better watch out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And so I sense this coming. Long before it hit the door, I sensed, and I had, I, had to have, have, I had to have a talk with my angels. How in the world did you let this get up to my door? We're going to have to have a talk. The Bible declares that, don't you know that the, the saints shall judge the angels? That, that we're going to judge, and we're going to have to have a talk. How did this get to my front door? We're going to have to talk about this. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So as guard, I will see things. And I will experience some things before my family even knows it. That is the position of father in the home. And so this father here had seen that this, his son was being tormented by the spirit. Now notice something here. Now notice something that it, it is the father that approached the Lord. It was not the mother in this context that approached the Lord. It was the father that approached the Lord. He approached the Lord in the presence of the multitude. I pray y'all y'all with me today. He approached the Lord in the presence of the multitude saying, uh, saying that he was not embarrassed or, you know, if you get to a certain place, you don't even care about being embarrassed anymore. Uh, y'all folk, I know y'all with me, but Lord, can you help me? My son got a demon. There's some devils in my house. Can you help me? And I'm, I don't care about who hears me say it. I need some help. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And so here he is. He's been dealing with this for quite a while. This spirit comes in and it comes out and it makes his son, uh, it makes his son shrivel up and foam at the mouth and, and fall on the ground. And he doesn't know what to do about this thing. But the Bible does say that he has had some measure of success about this. And, and, and I want to show you this as we get right into the word of God today. Now, now it says in verse 38, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son. I love that. Look at my son. Look upon my son. Look upon my daughter. Look upon my home. Lord, if you just look this way, are you hearing me? He said, look upon my son, my only son. And listen to verse 39. And lo, a spirit taketh him. Now you never want a spirit, an evil spirit, to take control of anyone in your household. He says it takes him. That is, you're out of control and that spirit is in control. That spirit takes them. He said, a spirit taketh him and he suddenly cries out, crieth out. And it teareth him that he foameth again. Now notice that word again. Are you with me? Which talks about a recurrence, something. Now in order for something to happen again, that means it. It does it and then it has to stop and then it has to do it what again you don't 
you know, this air conditioner has been on since four o'clock this morning or five o'clock this morning. It didn't start again. It just started and it's still on. Right. If I shut it off and then cut it back on, we can say it started again. So this tells you that this spirit, it comes and it goes and then it comes what? Again. All right. It takes him, then it releases him and then it comes what? Again. Are you with me? So we see that this was not a perpetual condition. Now, I want you to notice something. Spirits don't want to leave the host. Don't want to leave the body. They don't want to leave your finances alone. They don't want to leave you alone. It is not their plan to go and come. They want to go and stay. Remember when the Lord said when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes out and uh, seeking rest and he can't find anything. He goes through dry places. He can't find anything. And then he goes back to his house. So that must mean that something the father did caused that spirit to move, to go, but it always came right back. He kicked it out, but then it came right back. And every time it came back, it made the son worse. It was destroying his son. We can say it was destroying. We could say also it was destroying his daughter, if you go with me, or destroying his marriage or destroying his finances. It seems like it goes well for a little bit. You get it out. You get your feet under you. But then you fall right back again. It's a spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And so this father says here, this spirit taketh it or it takes control of him. And he suddenly crieth out and, and it tears him and, and he foameth again. And, and, um, help me. I'm getting a blank here. Thank you. And bruising him. What's the next word? Hardly. Are you with me? Hardly departed from him. Hardly meaning with difficulty. It hardly departed from him. Now, that spirit didn't just want to, didn't want to leave the boy at all, but it hardly left him. That means something had to be driving it out. Every time the spirit came and it came upon the boy and the father would do something to get the, to get the spirit out of the boy, it would leave. But every time it got harder and harder and harder to get it out. Now, people say, well, I thought the only way you can get the spirit out is in Jesus' name in the Bible. Well, we need to read our Bibles, don't we? We know that also in the book of, uh, we know that David um, played the harp uh, around King Saul. And when the spirit of the Lord came upon him, he played the harp and that spirit came out. Now, if you look in the book of Acts, we're going to come back to Luke. But look in the book of Acts, Acts 19. Now, you can look at it or you can... Um, let me read it to you. Acts 19. Acts 19. And we're just going to see a few verses here and they're going to go back and forth. I want to establish something that there were uh, other temporary avenues of getting spirits out that worked among the Jews, but it could not stop the return. Are you hearing me? It could not stop the return of the spirit. They could get the spirit out, but they couldn't stop it from coming back. Just like many of our lives today, 
we can get this thing out of our family, children, marriage, husband, wife, uh, peace on the job, but we cannot stop it from coming back. Stopping the return is another key. We must stop the return. And let me give you the end of the thing in the, as we go here. I'm not going to keep you in the cliffhanger. How do we stop the return of it? The Lord gives you two ways or two, two things to do as one. He said this kind comes out, stays out by what? Prayer and fasting. Are you with me? We must stop the return. Too often we labor in prayer until it's gone. And then we stop and we rest. Some will stop going to church. They'll stop reading their Bible. They'll stop this, stop that. Why in the world are you doing that? Because it was that that, uh, that got it out, but that alone won't keep it out. It's going to come back. It's trying to circulate. If you say right now, I got peace in my home. I got peace in my marriage. This and that and the other. I can stop going to church. Cuckoo, something wrong with you. Stop eating those cocoa pop because something wrong with you. It's trying to come back. Are you hearing me? We can get deliverance sometime. We say, well, I haven't done so-and-so in three weeks. I haven't done so-and-so in five, five weeks. I haven't done so-and-so in six months. It's trying to come back. And it knocks on the door through temptation. Hey, hey, you want to you wanna buy a little bit? Hey, hey, you want to come out to, to the club with us? We're going to be dancing. We're going to be doing everything. Just come on out with us. I got the stank leg. We're going to do it together. We can do it together. But it tries to return. And through fasting and prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus, we can stop the return and finally close the door to that spirit. Can somebody say amen? amen. So let's look at Acts 19. Verse 11, and it says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? We say, well, that's good for Paul, but he's dead now, and the handkerchiefs are long gone. How can it help me today? Are you with me? Let's look at verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, the next word is what? Exorcist. It's just not a movie. Are you with me? Scripture says what? Exorcist. All right. Certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over uh, them, rather, took upon took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches exorcism was a common practice are you with me they could get him out but couldn't keep it out I want you to see this in the word of God these exorcists that were not in line with the Lord Jesus saw Paul casting out devils and the apostles casting out devils and said, hmm, well, let's just add that name to our list. Hmm, Jesus. Yeah, let's try his name out. Well, let's see how that worked for them. And it says, um, and there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests 
which did so. Tells a little more about them. Verse 15. And the spirit and the evil spirit answered and said, oh, the spirit is talking back now. Answered and said, uh, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. That devil jumped on them, beat them and stripped off their clothes. They ran out the house but naked. Are you with me? Trying to use the name of Jesus for their own purposes. No way, no how, Jack. Are you with me? But I want you to see that this was common practice. Now, let's go, to the, go back to Luke. Let's go to Luke 11. Luke 11. We're going to look at two verses here. Luke 11. Exorcist in the Bible. Well, how were they doing that? Um, Josephus, the historian, gives account that many would cast out devils, successfully cast out devils through the name of the patriarchs, through the name of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I command you to get out of him through the name of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob or King Solomon. They began to name name of the patriarchs. Those that walk with God and some of those spirits left. They had success, some success at it. Are you with me? But they could not stop the return. Couldn't stop the return. And every time the spirit came back in, it was always worse. All right, let's look. In Luke 11, let's look at uh, verse number 15. It says, and some of them said, talking about Jesus here, he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought him to assault him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their faults, said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. 18. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, look at verse, look at, look at the rest of it, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. Let's look further. When a strong man armed uh, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusteth and uh, divideth his spoil. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Now, really all I want you to see was there in verse number 19. The Lord said here, if I'm casting out devils, if you're saying that I'm casting out devils by Beelzebub, which was the prince of flies, the devil. If you're saying I'm casting out the devil with the devil, then who are your children casting them out? 
So it was a common practice during that time. Now, let's go back now to Luke 9. Now, I said all that to establish this. Can you take any more? Are you all stay with me? I said all that to establish the word again in verse 39. Luke 9. I know, I know, I know. I got a couple of chuckles. Luke 9 verse 39 says, And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him, and he foameth again, and bruises, bruising him, hardly departed from him. Now notice what the Lord said again. When a spirit goes out, it seeks rest, but he can't find rest. Comes back to his house and find the house swept, garnished. It's clean. There's no other spirit occupying it. And then it goes and gets seven more demons. It gets more demons, more wicked than himself to come and occupy the occupy that person or the finances or that marriage or that business to try to hold it down that it cannot grow. So every time they exercise that spirit every time they cast it out in the name of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and all these every time that spirit went out it would come back stronger with more are you hearing me which is probably what happened to the uh, demoniac uh, at uh, Gadara there was a, uh, a, a man that had legions of demons in him they couldn't do anything with him so they Set him off in the woods. You just go up there somewhere. And he was in caves and, and cutting himself and all that stuff. And nobody could go over there and see him. His condition may have gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And so now this father has done all that he could do. He has gotten everybody that he could get to save his son, to get this stuff out of his son. And then one day he hears that Jesus is there. Jesus leaves, but he leaves his disciples and we're coming to a close. He leaves his disciples there in town, nine preachers, nine, nine preachers or nine people uh, that were said to follow Jesus, that were said to study under Jesus. Surely they can cast this out of my son, drive it out so that it won't come back. Now, have these disciples been trained of Jesus? Yes, don't worry, say yes, 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 they have been trained of Jesus. Has Jesus given them authority to do this? Say yes, yes, yes. Well, how do we know that, Pastor? Well, let's go, same book, uh, same chapter, Luke 9. Remember, we're just reading chapter, rather, verse 30, uh, verse 39, right? Let's look at verse number one of the same chapter. Then he called his, his 12 disciples. How many disciples? 12, 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power and what? Authority over how many? Over all devils and to cure diseases. Wow. Same chapter, same verse. This father, rather, same chapter. A different verse. So the father of the son goes to the disciples who had been trained and the Lord sent them out to, to heal the sick, cast out devils. And they did that. They came back with a mighty testimony. Jesus goes into the mountain. The nine is still there. Three go up with him. 
And so here's this man, this father coming up to disciples. Can you help me? My son has a devil. I'm sure they said, yeah. The Lord gave us power and authority over devils. Surely he did. And they tried and couldn't get the spirit out. Are you with me? Jesus comes and the father cries out to him. We know later, we learn later why the disciples couldn't do it because they had not been what? Fasting. Are you with me? So, and we, in, in my second closing here, we're really about to close now. I'm going to wrap this up today. We're not finished by any means whatsoever, but we're going to put it on pause until next week. And so here's his father crying out to the Lord in front of everyone. And we know he's had some success in getting this spirit out. It comes and it goes and it's terrible, Lord. Please deliver my son. And what does the Lord speak? What does the Lord say next? And we'll, we'll stop here. Verse 40. And he said, and I brought thy, I besought thy disciples to cast him out. Now notice his language. He doesn't say, I besought your disciples to cure him, to heal him. He said, I want this thing gone for good. And we're going to stop there. Really being a tenacious father. He has been seeking the Lord uh, through other means trying to get this problem done but he only has relief final relief when he seeks the master for himself are you hearing me now hear me husbands and fathers some things will not move from your family until you go after it until you go after it like a bulldog a pit bull if you sit still and accept it, you will lose everything. Because these spirits, oh, they're strong. There are spirits, I told you today, these are different kind of spirits that have been released in the earth today. There are spirits, Dick was telling me about this morning, that uh, one spirit in somewhere in Atlanta, I think, went in and tore up the entire whole church. Did y'all hear about that? Vandalized the inside of the church. Tore up the drums, tore up the organ and all that stuff. These things are something else. But how are we going to have victory over this? Because here again, we're living in the last days. So wickedness is going to get more and more wicked. These spirits are going to have more and more expression. And business as usual won't cut it for us. We're going to have to fast. We're going to have to pray. That we have victory over these things and continue to have victory over these things. Not just for your family, but for all of our families. Are you with me? So as we seek the Lord, we're going to man up. You ladies going to woman up. And then at the end, we're all going to go up. Hallelujah. Are you with me? We better stop there for today. Give the Lord a hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.